0: Good afternoon, I'm Chris Semino, your host of Locked On Patriots, your source for everything Patriots. Today is Tuesday, November 1st, 2016. Typically our Tuesdays are reserved for the All-22 film review, but things got a little bit different today after the shocking trade of Jamie Collins yesterday, um, which occurred about 10 minutes after I recorded the podcast for Halloween. So, um, because there is a 4 p.m. trade deadline today, um, That might actually matter to the Patriots who've been rumored to not be done. That's what we're going to focus on today. So we'll get to the All-22 tomorrow. Today is all about the trade. So today is our trade deadline special. Uh, First and foremost, let's talk about the Collins deal and some possible deals that could occur in the next, um, well, about 2 hours and 45 minutes now. I'll admit that I was stunned by the trade of Jamie Collins at first. But then I remembered who we're dealing with here. So as soon as the trade went down, Mike Lombardi, who was with the Patriots front office the last few seasons and has inside knowledge of the operation, he ripped Collins for not playing within the system. And he also referred to him as inconsistent. So um, Lombardi was also on WEEI this morning, one of Boston's top sports radio stations, and he was discussing the trade. And he also had more comments, um, not very nice ones, about Collins. Belichick has a strong relationship with Lombardi, and Lombardi hasn't been hushed yet, which makes me think that Belichick feels the same way about Collins that Lombardi's speaking right now in the media. So I'm assuming that both sides are happy with the trade. Uh, Tom Curran, who I have a great deal of respect for, he's a writer and reporter uh, for Comcast Sports New England. He uh, mostly blames Collins for the AFC title game loss in Denver last season because he gave up two touchdowns to a wide-open Owen Daniels. But he also seemed a little bit on the fence as far as the move in general. Former Patriot and now analyst Matt Chatham also discussed the trade on Twitter, and he did it in a rational way. Uh, he's in the similar belief that I am. Um, they knew they weren't going to come close to a contract agreement because the Patriots just, they didn't value him as an, a 15 to 18 million dollar player. And he's going to get that either with Cleveland or on the open market. Um, so they get a draft pick, which fans thought wasn't enough, which I'll get to in a minute. And they send a message, message to the locker room, and the defense in particular, that freelancing isn't going to work and they have to play within the system. As far as a pick, uh, they weren't going to get lot, a lot unless they traded him to a contender, uh, which they obviously were not going to do. Uh, why trade him to a team with an opportunity to affect his season? I I don't think you should do that, and the Patriots thought the same thing. Now, why trade him at all? I'm going to get to that in a minute, too. So um, they got what they thought was the best pick they could possibly get. Cleveland's on the highway to the number one pick, and the Patriots are on the way to hosting the AFC Championship in Foxborough. So um, you know, it's a pretty big swing for, for Jamie Collins. And Again, the Patriots are sending him to a place that can't hurt them, at least not this season. Uh, Cleveland may be terrible, uh, but they're not going to give up more than a late third-round pick for a guy that they might not have beyond 2018. That's assuming they can't re-sign him and if they choose to use the franchise tag on him for next year. Uh, I get the feeling they're going to offer him a huge deal and build the defense around him, and I do think he's going to end up staying there. They're going to give him a ton of money. Uh, as far as my opinion on the move in general... I don't like it. You trade the best athlete from your defense because of a contract disagreement and the player missing some assignments when you're 7-1 and one and you have an opportunity to win a fifth Super Bowl? Nah, I just I don't get that. Collins had to have become a distraction beyond, behind the scenes, way behind the scenes, beyond the locker room, um, in the meeting room, things like that. That's where the, this must have come to fruition because, you know, it's not anything anybody saw outside of in the locker room or anything like that. So this is something that went deep, and unfortunately, it's the reason why he was sent packing for basically, you know, they get a, a compensatory third-round pick. I just, I don't know. They're going to get a compensatory pick if he's signed elsewhere anyways. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to give the guy up when you know if he walks in free agency, you're going to get a compensatory pick in return. So I just, I'm, I'm, not happy about that. And unfortunately, this team's track record after making these type of trades, everyone says, you know, in, in Belichick they trust and things of that nature. But they've had some, they've had a pretty spotty record in this situation. So I'm not in the belief that this won't hurt them. Uh, they traded Richard Seymour right when the preseason was about to end in 2009. And granted, it ended up netting them Nate Solder in the long run, but. It didn't help them there in two thousand nine and certainly the two thousand nine defense was awful and losing SEMO was a huge part of the problem. In two thousand six they traded Dion Branch after a contract dispute to Seattle and that really hurt the passing game. You know, their best receiver that year was Roshea Caldwell, who had a drop against Indianapolis in the two thousand six AFC t- title game, which cost the Patriots a trip to the Super Bowl. So, you know, these type of things, you know, you're trading away players that have Super Bowl experience and superior skills, and you're doing it in season, it can really derail the train pretty quickly. But I do believe they'll be okay because of how good their offense is and how bad the rest of the league is. I mean, the NFL is terrible. I, I, I just, I've never seen anything like it. There's not a lot of competition in the league right now. Um, you look at teams like the Raiders and the Steelers and the Broncos, and those are supposed to be the three best, next best teams in the AFC. In the whole NFL in general, it's just the Cowboys, yeah. They're playing well, but I'd like to see them up against the Patriots because it's going to be a rude awakening for them. The NFL is bad right now, so I don't know if that goes into the way of thinking too as far as this trade. But again, I'm not a fan of it, and I just think it might have been a uh, a rush in in judgment. I think they might have made a mistake here. Um, so again, I do think they're going to be okay. Alandon Roberts has proven himself to be a strong inside linebacker, so he'll be good. And High Tower's still there, and he's maybe the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Barkevius Mingo might get more opportunities, uh, as will Van Noy. Um, all of a sudden, they're going to have big roles in this defense. It's amazing. They go from Detroit and Cleveland to New England. And first, they're special teams guys. Van Noy wasn't even active last week, and now they're going to be active and part of what the Patriots are trying to do. It's amazing how fast things can change in the NFL, especially when you play in Foxborough. Uh, one last thought on the deal, and some this is just something that's kind of eaten at me in general. Robert Kraft is, is losing the trust of a lot of fans. Um, first, with the deflate gate thing, with his lack of a fight. People weren't happy about that. That was a that did not go over well in New England, and it's still it definitely affected him. And this trade is not going to help either. So, when Revis, Darrell Revis, went back to the Jets, Kraft stated they needed the money. Um, They needed to save money to lock up their young trio of defenders. That trio was Jamie Collins, Chandler Jones, and Dante Hightower. So, Jamie Collins was traded yesterday. Um, Chandler Jones was traded in March. I believe it was March, but it was during the offseason. He was sent packing. And all they have now is Hightower, who still hasn't been extended yet. So there's no guarantee that Hightower is going to be here beyond this season, too. What happened to signing all three? So that's not a good look, Mr. Kraft. It's, that's not a good look at all. Uh, the guaranteed money is the big thing with the Patriots. Everyone knows that they spend up to the cap. You yep, hear it all the time. They spend to the cap, they spend to the cap. I get that. But when it comes to spending out in guaranteed money, they're not near the top. I'd have to go and take a look at the actual ranking, but I'm I'm willing to bet that it's not in the top half of the league, and that's one of the things that kind of irks uh, Patriots fans. I know from just hearing from them and some of the questions they're asking about this trade. I've got I got blown up with questions about this trade. People are not happy. You know, if you don't pay out the the current the guaranteed money, at some point. It's going to catch up with you. And yes, this team has won four Super Bowls in 15 years, which is incredible. But sometimes when you look at it, you think maybe they'd have seven or six or at least five if they had paid the guys at the time when they had the opportunity to pay them. You know, Dion Branch. Dion Branch is the one that sticks out the most because in 2006, I think the Patriots would have won the Super Bowl. They're up 21-3. Granted, they blew that game. But when their top receiver is Rache Caldwell and they throw to him and he drops the ball at the end of it when we're trying to make a play and the Patriots are trying to win and make up for their mistakes of blowing a 21-3 lead, which they had started to do when they were trying to make plays to get back to the Super Bowl, it's hard to do that with bad receivers. And when you have Rasheed Caldwell and Doug Gabriel and the rest of that crew that they had in 2006 – you know, it doesn't make it any easier, and I do believe that that cost them a Super Bowl. Um, again, I mentioned Richard Seymour in 2009. I don't think that cost them a Super Bowl, but it definitely took away from the backbone of their defense that season. They were terrible. That was a terrible season. That's probably the worst season in this era besides 2002, and 2002 was. Just one of those tough years coming off a Super Bowl hangover from the first time you've won it, and they had a tough schedule. I remember that like it was yesterday. Uh, Some bad luck, too, but 2009 was probably the worst team in this entire era, and a big, big reason why was because they traded away Richard Seymour. So, again, I, I just don't like the fact that they don't pay money in guaranteed form to some of their veterans that they should take care of. I just... I think that that's how they should be able to. They should be able to do it. Cap wise, they are able to do it because that's how teams that spend more money do do that. They spend out more out in bonuses. Uh, it's a gamble, but when you're talking about guys like the Patriots have had, and you know that they're good players, I think it does make sense to spend the guaranteed money. But they don't, and it is what it is. So, again, uh, that's just how Mister Kraft does business, and. Can't really complain with the Patriots' results, but at the same time, I I just think they've left a few Super Bowls on the table. Uh, So, when you're going to go to a game, how do you get your tickets? SeatGeek is the way to go. It's the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for football games you want to see up close in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium. you You get to see the biggest plays of the year, and when you use SeatGeek, you can get any guaranteed seats you want, and you get them at a good price, too. I downloaded the app onto my phone because I like to go to Celtics games, Red Sox games. So I checked it out and thought, you know what, I'll take a good deal on, t- on tickets because they're expensive. So I can be anywhere I want. I get that feeling, you know what, I want to go to the Celtics game tonight. Click on the app, and they can go in and find seats instantly. It takes no time at all. What SeatGeek does is they price compare by searching multiple sites. So they'll go in, check all different ticket sites, and then their prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always have the lowest available price, so keep that in mind. SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. Every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is given a grade, and it's based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats, and you can find the best seats that fit your budget. So you know, I hear a lot of people say it's how expensive it is to take a family of four to a game now, and I get that. Use SeatGeek, and you'll be able to take a family of four to the game, have money to buy food, and have some money left over. Every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, what you want to do is download the SeatGeek app, like I was talking about before, Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code at the promo code LOPATRIOTS. Again, that's L-O-P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Again, download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOPATRIOTS today. Hey, check it out. I know a lot of you guys out there, you know, the New England area listeners, Celtics are here. It's time. So if you want to go check out a Celtics game, Go to SeatGeek to get your tickets. It's the best place to go. You get the best prices. So, again, like we said earlier, the trade deadline is at 4 p.m. today. Uh, It's 1.29 as I record this. So, you know, this will be up in about 15 minutes. So it's getting close to that time. Um, So with the Patriots being the most active team in the NFL to date, it makes sense to take a look at a few possible targets for the always evolving uh, New England squad There are three areas they have to take a look at. Yesterday was two, but now it's three after what they did. Offensive line, particularly tackle, uh, linebacker and cornerback. Finding a pass rush, it wouldn't hurt it either, but like I said in our Studs and Duds segment yesterday, I believe they already had the talent on the roster to create a pass rush. It's just all about creating it now. Um, so with all these other needs, who could possibly be on the trade block? Well, let's take a look. Um, Joe Hayden, cornerback from the Browns. Uh, the Browns have been mentioned a, a lot in trade rumors, and Hayden has been one of the names we've heard the most I'm sure the Patriots would love to have him, but Cleveland is going to be looking for a strong return on him. I think they're going to want a big bounty, and that just doesn't seem like the Patriots are interested in. In fact, I know it's not something they're interested in. So Hayden, unless the price comes way down, don't expect to see him in New England, but I know he's a guy that they would like. Um, Another Brown, Joe Thomas, left tackle, another guy who's perpetually on the trade block here. Um, He's been on the block for a few years now, but with this team on the verge of landing the top pick, trading the aging left tackle, um, it makes sense now. You know, as for the Browns, they'll most likely get a second round pick or even more. Um, and they can clear more cap space, which they could use to spend on, you know, newly acquired linebackers like Jamie Collins. Uh, the Patriots would receive a steadying presence on their offensive line. Although, you know, there would be a need for some adjustments, some major ones too, because if they pick up Joe Thomas, that means that Nate Solder has to move to the right side. I think Solder could do it. I really don't think it would be that big of a problem for him, but it is something to keep in mind if Thomas was acquired. Another guy, this one's kind of out of left field, but I've talked to you guys about this gentleman before, Tamako Murray, running back, Titans. Yeah, I know, he's a running back. It's you know one of those hood ornament type things where they look good, they're good to have. But running backs are more important than wide receivers, and I think Murray is a guy that could really help the Patriots. He did get hurt Thursday against the Jaguars, but he came back in and reportedly he is okay. Um, I know the Patriots don't really need a lot more weapons, like I said, but if he becomes available, he could make the Patriots running game scary, and that be that has to be taken into account um, if the price tag is too high again they'll probably pass but Murray if you can be if he can be had for a third round pick, I think that's something the Patriots might do um, and that would be worth it to do. another guy I was looking at. And I don't think the Titans would trade him just because he's one of the leaders of the defense, but he's a veteran, and he could be one of those guys that's kind of asking possibly to be shipped out so we can have a chance to win. Uh, Brian Arakpo. Uh, Arakpo would be the best possible addition New England can make, um, but they'd have to do some maneuvering with the salary cap to acquire him, and they'd have to give up a higher pick. He has seven sacks in the first half of the season, so he'd immediately upgrade the pass rush, and he'd also provide a talent upgrade for the linebacking course, so. Um, Keep him in mind. I don't think that's going to happen. and Obviously, it's two hours and 28 minutes from now, so if it's going to happen, it better happen soon. But he would make up for the trade of Collins, and he would add an element to this team that they don't have on defense right now. So Brian Orakpo is one to keep in mind. Lastly, uh, another guy that, you know, kind of out of left field, but just someone to keep an eye on because of his how much money he makes and what his situation is contract-wise and his age. Uh, Paul Puzlesny, linebacker from the Jaguars, I think is a guy the Patriots could be interested in. Um, He'd be a great fit in New England. He's another one that they'd have to work the cap a little bit, um, but it would give him a chance again to play for a winner for the first time in his career. His production is still excellent. He's still a really good player, so again, keep those five names in mind. Um, Again, Joe Hayden, Joe Thomas, DeMarco Murray, Brian Arakpo, and Paul Puzlesny. Those are five of the big names that I could see the Patriots possibly targeting, but Again, we're going to know in the next couple hours, so that's a great part about Locked On Patriots, which is a quick little half-an-hour show. We provide everything for you guys. We give you some inside information, and we might give you guys the information that happens within the next few minutes because we give it to you every day. So keep that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind is FanDuel. We're eight weeks deep. We're halfway through this thing. So a lot of teams in the traditional fantasy leagues are done. They have injuries. They have all types of stuff. They're 2-6 or 3-5, and and they're looking up, and they're all done. Well, guess what? If you're over at FanDuel, you're never all done. You start over every week, and you get a chance to win money every week. Um, Week week 7 was crazy. Uh, Week 8 was crazy, too. You know, all types of guys scoring tons of points. You know, if you do your homework and you just go in there and check it out, you could come away winning a couple hundred dollars. You can come away coming a $1,000. It's definitely something to check out. Fan duel, fantasy football for everyday fans. You know, you don't have to be somebody that's an expert. You know, I have a lot of guys that I'm friends with that think that they know everything and they go into fan duel and they're like, oh, you know, this isn't so hard. Then they go up against some of the experts and they get dominated. Then I got some friends that don't have a clue as to what they're talking about. They'll go in and try it. They do great. So, fan duel, you know. Anybody can win. When it comes to fantasy football in general, I think it's all luck. and As long as you pay attention to what's going on, you can win. Um, The great part about FanDuel is every year year they're getting better, and they've upgraded their experience for fans this year. Beginner contests for new players. You can have head-to-head contests and settle a score with a friend, or you can try my favorite, the 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. And you can play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. It costs a little bit more, but it's worth it. Or you can play for a dollar. My wife and I do that; it's fun. Uh, You know, choices for every budget. This week they are paying out over two million dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars going to first place. Two hundred thousand dollars. Imagine winning that for fantasy football—that's crazy. So every single sport they have to offer too. Right now, you know, it's obviously the end of baseball season, but basketball season's heating up. So if you don't want to play football, or if you already got a couple football teams already done, go check out the NBA and use and use FanDuel for that too. So try FanDuel now and get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get 5 free entries to the NFL 50/50 beginner contests valued at up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for 5 weeks. Value of free entries varies based on deposit amount. Again, so go to fanduel.com, click the join now button and use my promo code LOPatriots. That's fanduel.com, promo code LOPatriots. Void where prohibited. I want to thank you all for joining us today on the fastest growing podcast network in the entire world. I'm Chris Simino for Locked On Patriots. Make sure you join us tomorrow. We're going to go through the All-22. Again, I know that's usually on Tuesdays, but we couldn't pass up going through the trade stuff today. It's just too hot right now. A lot going on in, in Foxborough. Again, Jamie Collins sent out. Trade deadline's in an hour and 24 minutes. And make sure you join us tomorrow. Join us on your drive to work. Join us on your ride home whenever you got some free time. Come check us out. Tomorrow's All 22 Review. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good day. the list.